When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th. With me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests. Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to be joined by Eduardo Hernandez, Clark Kent, Harvey Dent. Actually, do you know what? Before we even start, your namesake's on this card. Have you clocked that yet? Who? Your namesake. Who? Eduardo Hernandez. Is he? Yeah, yeah. First time you clocked Very that. Very good, I like that, yeah. No, I'm this is not a fashion statement. This is just time, I'm afraid. Got, um, got my glasses about six months ago and never worn them. So I'm going full Frank Smith. Are you going to be wearing them going forward? No, it's, it's a strange look. I'm not Is sure it? if I'm that, mate. Any updates, guys? Let me know your feedback on the glasses. I just think, you know, like when I look at my phone now, it's short and long-sighted. So when I look at my phone, it's all blurry, and then when I'm driving, like it's hurting my neck. And When do you ever drive, though, realistically? I drive a lot. I love driving. I actually prefer to drive myself than have someone drive me around. I like driving. Interesting. Mm. Eddie, massive news today. We're going to start with it. I know we're in Monterey. Just be careful because, you know, obviously you've been getting told off by Frank Warren for spinning the narrative, Cole. Do you know what I mean? I have to be careful. Yeah. Apologies, Frank, if you're watching this. We're not spinning a narrative. We never spoke about it before. You've got the questions though, right? No, you haven't texted okay. me them yet. All right. Just to, to start, Eddie, how relieved are you to get this over the line? Because there was a period where you were, every time I interviewed you, those five times a day that Frank was talking about, every time I interviewed you, you would tell me 24 hours, 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, I'm relieved to get AJ's fight up and announced. I am shocked. Uh, I say worried. I love it. I love it. But I'm just, I can't believe the fight's happening for a number of different reasons. I mean, firstly... We've basically locked in the Deontay Wilder fight for December. You don't need to be taking a fight like this. You don't even need to be fighting, in all honesty. Like, the money's so big for the Wilder fight. Dillian White didn't like the deal. Like, if you'd have told me two or three weeks ago that Dillian White would sign this contract, I would, I would have bet my everything on him not signing this contract. And it was like, it was almost like a game of bluff. Do you know what I mean? Dillian White's looked around, he's gone. I don't think the money's right, and most fighters always feel that way, but I think I can beat him. And if I beat him, I'm going to fight Deontay Wilder for a fortune. And AJ looked at it, and we were giving him all these other names, and he was like, what about Dillian White? What about Dillian White? And I'm like, yeah, but 
you know, you've got the Wilder fight and Dillian says the money's not enough and and it just all come together. Dillian just, you know, it, then there's a rematch clause, which AJ don't, AJ doesn't even know about rematch clauses. I put that rematch clause in because he's the A-side. He's got a massive fight with Deontay Wilder. He's putting a lot of risk on the line here. And AJ just turned around and went, I don't need a rematch clause. Take it out. I'm like, yeah, but he's like, no, take it out. Send it back. He's, Dylan White signed it. He's come back to AJ. He signed it. Next thing I'm thinking, oh my God, Saudis are going mad probably. I've had Shelly Finkel on the phone going, oh, this is, what, what? Like they're both just rolling the dice. And it is a massive fight. And I get, you know, we talked in the car about the Twitter agenda and stuff like that. Fuck that. This fight is massive. Show me a bigger fight in British boxing outside of AJ against Fury. Eubank Ben. It's a, it's the only one I can come up with that is even close to a fight of this magnitude. The first fight was epic. This fight is going to be epic. It's a monster. Biggest fight of the year in the UK. By a mile. And you'll see. You'll see the numbers. You'll see. I mean, obviously, I would have preferred to go to a stadium. But trust me, this build-up is going to be electric. Flying straight back after here for the press conference on Monday, and then straight back to LA and Detroit a day later. But this is big. This is a big fight. And AJ's buzzing, buzzing for this fight. I do need to ask, when we spoke a couple of months ago at Canelo Ryder, I believe, you told me there's no way I let Anthony Joshua fight Dillian White. And I know you've alluded to the fact there that AJ said, no, I want to do this, fuck it, I want to fight him. Mm. If White was to beat Joshua... Does that jeopardise the Wilder fight? And does it potentially give Dillian White something to fight for to say, well, he might fight Wilder next? The Saudis have made it clear to us. If AJ loses this fight, the offer is off the table. I'm not saying the fight's dead forever, but the offer that you have is off the table. And just saying that to you makes me sweat a little bit. But isn't that fucking great? I've got to stop swearing because my aunt always tells me if she watches these interviews. Sorry, Auntie Dom. Right. Um, isn't that great? Like, AJ has basically gone, I don't want to fight, I don't know, Walin, Caballero, whoever, because I'm just not up for it. I want to fight Dillian White. I want to tear up with Dillian White at the O2. And I'm like, okay. And all the things of like, the other things that come into play outside of the fight, the confidence, the mind games, the emotion the temper, the anger, all the things that came into the first fight, remember? All of a sudden you start seeing AJ squaring up to someone, punches after the bell, people jumping in the ring. It was absolute carnage. And I think he wants that. I think he wants that. And I think he's going, you know what, if I don't beat Dillian White, maybe I don't deserve the Deontay Wilder fight. So roll the, roll the dice. And I love it. And I love Dillian White's gone, I don't think the money's right for this fight. You know what? I'm not going to swear again, but F it. I'll beat him, and I'll get the Wilder fight. It's like a game of bluff turned into balls on the line, turned into let's dance in the lion's den. And that this fight's got everything. So it's a huge British fight. So much on the line for both, as, as you said there, but whenever the British public see maybe the, the price of 26 99 for example, on the zone, and the, the cost of living crisis that we're in, do you feel that it's a fair price? Will that be subsidised for subscribers or you're not too sure? That's, all that will be uh, announced on Monday. That's the pay-per-view price. I mean, you've got Usyk against Dubois two weeks later on pay-per-view. Don't know what the price is. Twenty four ninety five. I mean, you know, you had AJ against Usyk 
what was that, 24.95, 26, whatever. I mean, that's that is around the price point. So, you know, forget to zone. You don't think this fight would be pay per view on Sky? I mean, they would be. Sky haven't had a paper. Sky haven't had a paper. They've been dying to do pay per views, and they can't do any pay per views because they don't have any pay per view fights. So this will be available on the Sky platform, but this would do. This is going to do hundreds and hundreds. It's a massive fight for DAZN. Give me a prediction on the number of pay per view numbers. I mean, I think anywhere, honestly, like you know, anywhere between. Five hundred and eight hundred thousand dollars, something like that. I mean, it's an absolute monster. This fight. You wait till you, they come face to face at the press the next week. It's a huge fight. Frank Smith predicted that he feels it could do anywhere between. I think he said eight hundred k and one point two five million. Do you feel that maybe that's a little worldwide? Maybe I, I think that's too many. I like his enthusiasm. Congratulations on on really selling it. I don't think so. Five to eight hundred thousand bucks. Interesting. I think as well with. With AJ and with White, people want to see maybe that gloves are off style promotion. I know, I think you said him on an interview with me that, you know, Dillian doesn't really want to promote this all too much. He will go to the press conference. What, what, what's that going to look I mean, like for this fight? It's quite tough. It's quite tough for Dillian because he will feel like he hasn't got enough money for this fight. And he may, in his head, like you saw with the Fury fight, not push it in the way that maybe he should. But at the same time, he will want to get into AJ's head or attempt to. And he can't do that without engaging. And he will feel that he has an advantage doing that. So probably the worst idea for Dillian White is to stay quiet and not, you know, he doesn't have to intentionally promote it. But when these two come to head, sparks are going to fly. And that's the fight that Dillian White needs to draw out of Anthony Joshua. AJ, White needs to make this a street fight. And he needs to bring AJ to lose his head, lose his emotion, and just want to take him out. And that's what he wants to do. I mean, AJ's smart. He's a talented fighter. He wants to knock Dillian out. Vice versa. They're right up for it. With this being such a big event, likely you won't go 29th of July and you'll make a massive yeah, mega no, definitely, card? Definitely won't go 29th of July. Um, we will go with a bigger card um, on August the 12th. But we will also go at least once more in August as well with another show. Um, and I've got to say, I don't want to get too excited. But when this fight dropped, another fight was agreed. Terms were agreed for a fight. And another fight is very close. And these are a couple of monster fights. We are going to deliver an unbelievable schedule for the back. I'm so motivated off the back of AJ White, two or three other big all British fights, international fights as well. And on Monday, we'll announce the undercard for AJ. Next week, maybe, you may end up, or certainly the week after, at the latest, the entire slate, I think, from August to December. And it is the, I think it's the best run of fights maybe we've ever had as a business, and certainly as a platform with The Zone. So this is like, landing AJ White on The Zone is massive massive for them and when you see the rest of the schedule I'm telling you now no one's going to lace our boots it's back end of the year first of all there's a few comments from that I want to pick up on but first of all the undercard if I throw a few names at you can you deny or confirm if you think it'll happen so um, Fabio Wardley on that undercard maybe against Dave Allen possibly but Dave Allen is not a fight that, that 
yeah, I spoke to Robert. I get a lot of DMs about Dave Allen. The reason that Dave Allen, people people always refer back to the offer that he had to fight uh, Daniel Dubois. I didn't represent Dave Allen at that time. I didn't tell him he can't take it. I said, I don't think you should take that fight. I think it's dangerous for you to take that fight. And if you go away and you get right and you come back and you get some wins, you could earn that type of money. But, like, people shouldn't, and I don't, I don't want to say something that might upset Dave or whatever, but people shouldn't have been offering him that fight with Daniel Dubois at that time. I'd like to think that he's back and he's, you know, in a good frame of mind and he's, but I just, like, I spoke to the board about the Fabio Waldi fight and they basically asked me not to make the fight, not to put that forward for the British title. And I haven't seen enough of Dave to convince me that he's right already to be in those kind of fights. And if he is, I'm absolutely over the moon with him. I love Dave Allen. I think he's a great bloke. But I get 50-50 like in the DMs. Please don't put Dave Allen in a fight like that. And why don't you give Dave Allen an opportunity, you arsehole? Right? So it looks like Fraser Clark, I don't know if that's true, is going to fight Dave Allen. Fabio will not be fighting Dave Allen, but Fabio will be in a fight. And we're talking to... Dillian's team, which is obviously Fabio's team, about that longer term plan because I don't want to just do a fight on August 12th and not have a plan. I want to build these fighters in the right way and Fabio can be built really effectively if we're smart and if we have a strategy. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was a bit of a long answer, but yes, Fabio could be on that card. Dempsey, McKean, Philip Hergovic? Quite possibly. It's a big fight. I mean, you know, it's, it's almost the final eliminator for the world heavyweight title. That could also land in America a week or two after that for a show we're working on. But there's a very good chance Dempsey McKean against Philip Hergovic could be on that show. Felix Keish, Amal Williams. Almost certainly, yes. Ebony Bridges? Almost certainly, yes. Beatrice Ferreira, Caroline Dubois. <laughs> no, I don't think that idea went down very well. I, I, I couldn't believe old Caroline Dubois just went for me on that. I... I didn't really, like, all I was saying is Caroline Dubois and brilliantly so wants a challenge. She's talking about Michaela Meyer and I and Beatrice Ferreira wants a challenge. Beatrice Ferreira wants to fight everybody now. So seeing as Caroline couldn't get a big fight, all I said was, why wait for that fight? Let's do it now. And then Caroline said, I'll sell out the O2 with Michaela Meyer. I mean, I don't know who, who's telling these things. But she said, oh, he'd pay us peanuts to fight Beatrice Ferreira. How do you know? You want me to make you an offer? I'll make an offer. And it'll be a lot of money. Would it go on that undercard if you no, did make an offer? No, no, no. Look, Caroline... Car Caroline Dubois' team wouldn't let her go fight Beatrice Ferreira now. But all I'm saying is I'm not a fan of this. We'll build it up. That's a fight when we've both got world titles. There's no world titles to win at the moment. So, but, yeah, I think Caroline got stitched up a bit. I felt a bit sorry for her because everyone attacked her when she said, someone put a, a quote out saying, he's a terrible promoter or something. And what she actually said was, he's done a terrible job promoting Beatrice Ferreira. 
which she's had three fights. She's boxed twice in America. She's boxed one in, once in England. She's won a world championship amateur medal in between. I mean, she's flying. But, um, you know, I think Caroline said, where would he do that fight? York Hall. I don't do fights at York Hall. Boxer do. I don't. But, yeah, maybe it was just a bad idea. So I apologise, Caroline. But I just thought it was a good fight. I didn't know it was going to be met with so much backlash. Someone just said, oh, Caroline Dubois, Beatrice Ferreira. That's a great fight down the line. I was like, why down the line? Why not do it now? But, my girl's wrong. When I asked you a few minutes ago about the this event, you alluded to the fact that the rest of the year it's going to be match room or back type of thing. Is that because... No, 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 I know, but I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I understand that, right? But what I'm saying is, is that PBC have had such a strong start to this year with signing Canelo and stuff. You've got a bit of stick off the back of that. Does that drive you on and motivate you more? I mean, look, this is very David Brent and this is a little bit arrogant or whatever it is. I'm a winner. I ain't fucking interested in coming second. It's all or nothing. So the fact is we have got the bit between our teeth, which is great news for fight fans. I want to come back with a schedule that even even the complete dregs of Twitter turn around and go, fair play, that's a cracking schedule. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you can't really win, and I've seen loads of it today. It's bizarre, like the whole the hot boxing Twitter sphere is just bizarre, isn't it? But I want to come up with something that even the biggest haters go, fair play. That's a cracking schedule. Let's talk about one of your haters, Oscar De La Hoya, has continuously had a pop at you. We've just heard today that unfortunately Virgil Ortiz has had to pull out. What do you make of that situation as a whole? Look, it's again. I saw the news. I had so many people messaging me saying, oh, have you seen Oscar? Look, the show's off. Oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? Nothing. I've got no... Like, I know what it's like when a show falls through. And it would be easy for me to sit here and say, you know, you shouldn't, you're shouldn't. you spending too much time worrying about me. You're not worrying about your fighters. You know, it's another show falling through. The company's a disaster. You've got no talent left. You're in courtroom battles with your fighters. Golden Boy finished. But there's no point. I'm not interested in saying that or taking pot shots. It, when when a fight falls through like that, it hurts because he would have been looking forward to it. Now, the fact that that's the third time that fight's fallen through and, and Virgil Ortiz doesn't make weight again lends me to suggest that there needs to be a closer relationship with a fighter. But I'm disappointed because it was on his own. But it's, a massive, it's another massive blow for Golden Boy. But I wish them all the best. Like, I don't... I didn't see the news and go, Yes! Oscar's fucked! I saw the news and thought, oh man, that was a good fight for DAZN. But maybe I've got a different hat on. You know? Maybe I'll wear a DAZN hat rather than just a matrim hat. Just as well, promoters, they're all kind of having pops at different times. Ben Shalom has said that, first of all, Aziz Boatsi's done. I imagine that that means that your conversations with Dan Aziz are done. But he's also said that Liam Smith Eubank's definitely happening. Can you shed any light on either of these? First of all, he said that we've had no conversations with Dan Aziz. I mean, Frank Smith spoke to Dan Aziz, I don't know, half a dozen times. We made an offer to Dan Aziz to fight Dimitri Bivar. He was considering it. If he has, if he's taking this fight, he's decided not to fight Dimitri Bivar. Um, oh, what was the other one? Chris Eubank? No. I believe they met yesterday, desperate to try and make the fight. Chris Eubank against Liam Smith is not close to happening. Will it happen? Maybe. 
Now, let's see what happens with the Connor Ben, the UCAD situation, all that over the next week. But all I can tell you is at the moment, is Eubank Ben happening at the at this moment? No. Is Liam Smith against Chris Eubank happening at the moment? No. So we'll see. You can't just call meetings and try and, you know, oh, panic your way into things happening. Things have to, have to play its course, and this is what's happening. If Eubank Ben doesn't happen, what do you do with Conor Ben once the UCAD situation is cleared up? Who Who's the likely opponent? I know before it was talked about Pacquiao, it's kind of been dead in the water. Who's next for Conor? You know I love the Josh Taylor fight. I think it's a tremendous fight. You know, I'm not ecstatic with Conor moving up to 160 to fight Eubank, but he wants it and he wants to take him out. It's a thriller. But at 147, I think the Josh Taylor fight is a great fight because those two will go at it. Style-wise, everything. Tremendous fight. But there's plenty of options. Kel Brook, the back end of this year, back here. But our focus is deal with UCAD, as we promised we would, and then make the Eubank fight. If not, there's plenty of fights out there for him. Devin Haney was someone that Frank Smith talked to me about and said, look, we're interested in sending him. We are going to meet with Devin, I think, over the next few days, maybe. Um, is that something that you're looking to do soon? We've made an offer to Devin Haney to fight Regis Program. Um, and talks are ongoing with, with Bill Haney and Devin. I mean, I'm, you know, it's not been non-stop meetings with them, but they've had an offer. We would like to make the Regis Progray fight. They've made it clear to us that's a fight they would like. So we'll have to see. Jack Catterall, Regis Progray, hearing the rumours that it may be done. Any no, truth in that? Definitely not done, but Regis happy to fight Jack. We've also got a mandatory situation with the WBC, which we have to deal with as well. Um, but look, Sam Jones does message me 46 times a day about that fight. He wants the fight. Um, there's a very good chance that could happen. Um, obviously, from a DAZN perspective, they do like the Devin Haney fight. But Jack looking to get out probably October time. With Natasha Jonas down at £147 now, does that free up the undisputed titles for Terry Harper to have finally fight Cecilia Brackhouse? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know what Natasha's going to do with the other belts. I think you have to make a decision either way. Uh, about what weight class you're going to fight at. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's so frustrating um, that we couldn't make Terry Harper against Natasha Jonas. Like that, that was a chance to be undisputed at 154. Now Natasha's moved down to 147. Sandy Ryan's fighting Jessica McCaskill for all the belts, other than one. So after that, we're going to go back and we're going to make Natasha Jonas an offer to do another undisputed fight. So I'm presuming she'll take that one at 147, but she's done great. You know, Someone sent me Joe uh, Gallagher's interview, which is hilarious. She hasn't got her flowers, apparently, but Natasha's done brilliant. Like She had a very close fight with uh, Terry Harper, ending in a draw. I then gave her another shot at the Undisputed against Katie Taylor. It was a tremendous fight, and she's done brilliant to come back. Made a lot of money. Very pleased with her, but I just... The, 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 it's not even the politics of boxing. It's the emotion of boxing. Stop the undisputed fight with Terry Harper for a load of money. And we didn't have to do it on the zone. Like, I don't I don't care. They can promote the fight. But it's just weird. Like sometimes you make a decision, and I've seen it so many times over the years. especially from certain people, that you know, emotion just gets the better of common sense sometimes. Would Warrington done October? Not done. Um, but very close. I mean it's a tremendous fight. Like You've got Nottingham against Leeds. It's going to be a thriller. But we've still got to make sure WBA happy, Komatova happy. Um, there's a good chance that could land in Sheffield. 
Obviously, Forest wasn't available because the fixtures, MEN not available. So Sheffield right in the middle of Nottingham and Leeds holds 11,000. Be absolutely rammed in there. And uh, I'm very motivated to make that fight. I think it's a tremendous fight. So just from our conversation here, AJ White in August, potentially another American card at the end of August. September, probably Dimitri Bivol against someone. Cordina. Cordina in September? Where's that going to land? September 30th in Cardiff. Lara? No, I don't think so. No. Who's a likely opponent? Uh, I mean, there's many. You know, from a UK perspective, British perspective, you've got uh, Zelfa Barrett, you've got Kakachi. Um, obviously, we spoke about Shaquille Foster as well. I don't think that's going to be next. Um, yeah, there's a few options there. Uh, that's September. Then October, obviously, you've got Wood Warrington, you've got Taylor Cameron in November, you've got Bam Rodriguez, again, you know, you've got Bivol, you've got, I mean, there's so much to do, so much to do. You've got AJ against Wilder, if he beats uh, Dillian White, yeah, we're um, like that, and that's just 60, 70% of, of what we're planning. Final one from me. <clears throat> you talked about it a bit at the start, but the comments Frank Warren made, what did you make of that when he says that, you know, you're spinning a narrative? I don't know if he actually meant just with me, or if he meant with everyone that's I'm, I'm, all, I'm doing so many interviews. But I don't, I don't know what else to do. Like, that's what... If I'm not talking, what am I doing? That's just all I do. I'm a promoter. So my job is to give interviews. I mean, maybe he doesn't get asked to do interviews. Like, and I am everywhere. I mean, blimey, if it's not Men's Health, GQ, Esquire... Sorry, IFL Live, August 13th, massive night coming up. Um, but we have a PR team and we have a promotional machine. And also, by the way, this was, you know, when we made our move from Sky, we knew we'd have to work harder. We knew we'd have to do more. And I'm running to the ground every week. I mean, I've had a cold for six weeks. But, like, I'm grafting. I'm out there knocking my testicles out pushing shows pushing fighters pushing the business just hustling so yeah I'm going to do loads of interviews and I'm really sorry that I'm doing loads of interviews but I ain't going to stop doing loads of interviews and that's why people kind of give up in the end they sort of have a pop and then like they think oh he's relentless he's not you know and you'll be honest I turned up here today you were waiting in reception for me because you've been told Make sure you get Eddie Hunt. You're doing your job. I'm doing my job. Don't really matter, does it? He can do, guess what? He can do as many interviews as he wants. No one's stopping it, you know what I mean? It's called hustle. Just closes out with why the twelfth of August is a mass, massive night in London and the thirteenth of August is a massive night in London well, day. Firstly, I mean the twelfth of August. First of all, the twelfth of August, the biggest fight of the year by a mile in the UK. AJ against Dillian White. Everything on the line. A history of violence. 1-1. Dillian White wins the amateur bout. AJ wins the epic fight at 0-2. We've got world title ambitions on the line. Careers on the line. We've got bad blood. We've got emotion. We've got psychological and physical warfare live on the zone. AJ is fighting Dillian White at the 0-2. Massive card to be announced on Monday. And don't forget, of course, August 13th. What a weekend for boxing. Eddie Hearn live at the Indigo with Coogan Cassius. Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher... Full cast in tow. What a time to be alive. And we're here in Monterey tomorrow night. Don't We haven't even talked Diego Pacheco. Don't forget one of our best prospects in world boxing, Diego Pacheco, just headlined in Liverpool 
against Jack Cullen. Now headlines against Gallegos in Mexico. A very, very tough fight. Great night of boxing. Friday night, that's tomorrow, live on the zone around the world. And then we're straight back, flying back now. Got to go back. I've only just got out here. London, Monday, official press conference. Dillian White against Anthony Joshua and for an undercard to be announced. And then we're back to LA, I think maybe for the ESPN Awards or straight to Detroit. Whatever it's going to be, we don't stop. Sorry for doing too many interviews. It's called The Hustle, baby, and it's what we do. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Sports Social Podcast Network.